We're the generation that we're going to change the veterinary profession, not because we just want to create change for the sake of creating change, but because we need it. We've been seeing what's been going on in the profession. We've been seeing what's been going on with losing veterinarians, with burnout, the dissatisfaction, the frustration with clients, and we're like, we're done. Here we are at a pivotal moment. It's not a crossroads, is it? It's a, it's a collision of worlds. It is a collision. Dr. Mariah McCauley is back for a last and possibly first episode. What does that mean, Dave? <laughs> what does that mean? Well, all right. So we'll, let's start with the news up front. So yeah, let's just get it out there. Let's get it out there. Right. So Mo and I have been broadcasting a few podcast episodes together and bouncing around some ideas. And I... Love what she's been doing with That Better Life podcast. So we had a conversation and we have come to a wonderful agreement whereby That Better Life podcast is going to be teaming up and joining the VetX Media Stable. That sounds weird to say that. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. It sounds technical. It does sound like that. It's very exciting. I've been bursting at the seams being like, I want to tell everybody, but I can't. <laughs> so... I've been waiting and now I can put it out there in the world. Now we can put it out there in the world, yes. So Mo is going to be working and taking over. I see not taking over that VetLife podcast because you've always done that mm -hmm. VetLife podcast. Mm -hmm. In a sense, I suppose we've sort of taken over that VetLife podcast, but we're merging together. Mm -hmm. The Veterinary Career Success Show is transitioning and I'm handing that baby over into the capable hands of Dr. Mariah. So we're going to be working together and I'll I'll be just moving more into a backseat and production and occasional nonsense. I, I hope you'll have me back from time oh, to time. Oh yeah, oh yeah. We'll have to drag you onto this under the well, I don't think we'll ever have to drag you onto the show. <laughs> you very you come on very willingly. <laughs> I, I know. You'll be throwing me out. It's very, hey, I'm a bit bored over here. <laughs> what about me? <laughs> right, so that's our big news. I'm really excited about this Mo. Big fan of the work you've done with that Vet Life podcast, and I'm really excited to be able to put the clout of VetX behind the work that you do, and, and you know ensure that, that that goes ahead and we can reach a bigger audience. Because I love the content you put out, both as a student and in the you know the early the early sort of on ramp of your career into veterinary medicine. So yeah, I'm super excited for what we're going to be putting out. I've been, like I said, bursting at the seams about this just with seeing where like VEDEX has come from, where it's going to. And I was like, I want to get on side with this. So I feel because we kind of still have our two worlds of like that VetLife podcast and that and VEDEX kind of merging here on this episode. So for the people who are coming from my world of that VetLife, can you bring them up to speed? Like, what is VEDEX? Like, where did it come from? Yeah, so... It's like, oh God, this is not a short episode if we go that deep. <laughs> you okay, have about so 30 seconds. <laughs> 30 seconds. So, Verex is, it's changing. This is why it's really actually quite hard for me to describe because it's changed from being a tiny idea of, holy crap, this profession's a bit broken. What can I do to help? And interlaced into that was, oh, holy crap, I'm moving back from Australia to the United Kingdom. What am I going to do for work? And Verex was sort of the thing that came out of those two thoughts. And initially it was just, right, I'm just going to go out there and, and post content and, you know, go wherever the work is and find out what people need, what they want, what they'll pay for, and learn as much about the market without being in it as a practicing veterinarian now as, as to what the pain points and the leverage points would be. And so Verex actually started life as a course. It was just, a, I wrote the book, So You're a Vet Now What? 
published that, seemed to go well. And I wanted to follow that up with a series of uh, webinars. And I put together, you know, the original course was something like 10. And I thought, 10 a bit silly, better do 12 webinars. So, you know, one a month, we'll create some workbooks and some exercises to go with them. And I'll just mentor a small group of vets around the world through this. And I'll, I'll do a live webinar each month for a year. And then I'll, I'll do a monthly call with the group for a year and see how they're going and we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. And it went really well. We, like we got, I think, something like 35 or 40 people in that first group. And it was called VetX because it was a veterinary accelerated learning program. We just shortened it because that was a mouthful. And I thought, well, that's just too cool a name for a program. We thought that's actually quite a good name for a company. So then we changed the course name to Thrive and then came Leaders, which is probably more my natural wheelhouse is helping practices to build better cultures. And I just like writing and blogging and publishing. So I was doing that and doing everything. And then I thought I'm going to break. So I, you know, I got an assistant and then we got a writer in to help with the workload from writing. And now we have a team of six of us core people within the core veterinary group or the, the VetX group with then you know global set of mentors around the world and then yourself uh, Brendan yeah and a host of talented sort mm-hmm. of programming technical people that that help us pull this world together so it's part I like to say it's it's part education and in form structured education it's part media which is basically unstructured education it's consulting coaching working with people and it's a lot of just trying to be big picture insight and steer a positive conversation mm-hmm. about where are the things that we can influence as veterinarians in our careers and also as practice owners, managers, leaders in our careers because we both have influence points. If we both work on the bits that we can control to make this better and we were having this conversation before we jumped on air, bring two worlds together that seem to want to push further apart, then I think we can make veterinary medicine better mm-hmm. and certainly we can do it for the people who like the message we're putting out there and that's not going to be everyone some people will, will hit what we're trying to do but for people who like our message which is largely positive and sometimes challenging then we think those two groups can work well together and actually create a model of veterinary practice that's sustainable for everybody so we help humans and by humans we mean everyone in veterinary medicine we help humans meet connect learn how to get on well together so that everybody in veterinary medicine can thrive. Mm-hmm. That definitely was not 30 seconds, but... <laughs> that was a day of 30 seconds. Like That was a day of 30 seconds, but I think that's where like you and I align so well is on the word that you kept using was mentor and mentorship. And I'm like, that is what that vet life is all about, is how do we inspire, encourage, and challenge the mentors of the veterinary profession? And not just from a standpoint of the veterinarians who are currently in the profession, but how do we bring up these new students who are going to become veterinarians and become mentors themselves? And also, like, how do we teach people how to be a mentor? Because you have people in the profession who they want to be a mentor. They don't know how to be a mentor. And so VetX is one of those ways that you're literally teaching, like you're basically helping practices develop their clinic culture, develop their mentorship styles, and bring these new students and these new graduates on board so that they can have a fulfilling and sustainable career in veterinary medicine. So that's where I get super excited and I have to like calm myself down and take a deep breath because I'm like, this is what I love. <laughs> well, what's funny to me is we've gotten to a point of thinking that business and medicine can't mix. You know, it's almost like business and money have, have always been dirty words and they're not. They're what, like 
money is just the, the like, it's almost like the bloodstream. We, we need it in order. To, it's the fuel that allows activity to happen in our, our capitalist world. But good business, it's like good medicine. You know, you, you care for an animal best when you perform good medicine. You care for a group of human beings best when you grow culture. Businesses with great cultures thrive and human beings have the opportunity to be the best versions of themselves possible. So it just, it makes sense. And when you focus on culture, not on bottom line things, and that's where we've gotten in a mess in veterinary medicine because we've got people now, we've got shareholders who own a lot of the real estate in veterinary, you know, veterinary practice. Own, manage, you know, veterinary, veterinary practices are owned increasingly by corporate entities where there's boards and shareholders who care about the profit. And in actual fact, you know, that's not what vets care about. But the two things can coexist and culture is one of the ways to link it. If we just give people great places to work and teach leaders how to lead better and to care better and look after people, that's the bottom line we should be focusing on. The financial bottom line and the clinical bottom lines look after themselves if you do that bit right. So I'm glad you're pumped about it. <laughs> I'm way too excited, probably. <laughs> <laughs> you and me both. <laughs> oh, but that's why I'm so excited for this partnership, like moving forward, just because like there is such an amazing team of mentors that you've pulled together, like you said, from across the United States and from the rest of the world. And there's just so much that they can provide to the rest of, of the veterinary profession. So we're literally just creating this huge network, essentially, I guess you could call it. And... The providing those means of learning from each other is how we will be able to move forward. So, oh my God, I've just thought of a new term the vet what? work. Vet work? The vet work. It's like the network, but vet work. Okay, the vet work. Kind of like the vet Instagram, but the totally vet work. <laughs> I know, you're, just, you're like, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was I'd like, say, I can go with this. I can go with this. <laughs> sit down, granddad. You're really making an idiot yourself. <laughs> so, let's talk about like where, like, we've announced this partnership. Yeah. We've announced that That Vet Life is basically melding with Veterinary Career Show. It's still going to be called That Vet Life. I'm yep. still going to be your host. Yes. But what am I going to be talking about? Okay. So. That is what I'm curious about. And actually, I think I've, and I, I've got, a, so you've got carte blanche to kind of go out there and explore. And I think, you know, that's why I wanted to work with you because, you know, your curiosity for what's out there since you were a student was just really obvious. But then your willingness to put yourself out there and do something that takes a bit of courage, takes a bit of, you know, oh, I'm going to put this out there. And is somebody going to throw rocks at this and think I'm stupid? And well, stuff it. That's how you kind of get on is just by getting after it and trying. So it's that that sort of curious exploration, that spirit I just love and, and respect greatly. I wonder, looking at your feed of late, you feel like I feel like you've been on fire on your on your Instagram recently, and I've actually really liked it. And there's, I, I, I the sense I'm like, is this the millennials fighting back? Is this when you guys, <laughs> you know, you know, I'm not saying you weren't showing up before, but is this where you're like, roll these like gloves are off, let's go. We, this is our time now. Step aside, I exy boomers. <laughs> To a degree, there was a little bit of gusto that came out of those posts. That was literally just a little bit of frustration with um, the conversations that I'd Tell us about the post. Tell us about the post. Yeah, so the initial post was like the first page. It was a carousel post, so there's just like 10 blocks that are in there. And the first one literally said, like, I am a millennial veterinarian. And that usually was like, that was got people hook, line, and sinker because they're like, ooh, the millennials, what are they coming for? Like, what's going on there? 
And it basically just kind of went, I'm going to pull it up here to make sure I'm not misquoting myself because my brain, here we go. Basically just going on to say that we're the generation that we're going to change the veterinary profession, not because we just want to create change for the sake of creating change, but because we need it. We've been seeing what's been going on in the profession. We've been seeing what's been going on with losing veterinarians, with burnout, the dissatisfaction, the frustration with clients. And we're like, we're done. Like, we're absolutely done with this. So, like, let's actually start by having constructive and intentional conversations about what's going on with each other so that we can figure out where we actually want to go. Because right now, sitting and complaining about everything is not going to be helpful for the future generations. So I started with that and like overnight it just blew up and I was like, what? (laughs) What happened? That was like a late night thought that I had and I just put that post together. So I had that one and then I created a reel that used a bunch of quotes from basically things that I'd heard from older veterinarians about the millennials that we don't work hard enough, that things are just the way that they are. You're not going to change them and, and this, that, or the other. And it was you don't like, smoke all right. when you're performing like, bitch space. You wear gloves, all of this. Yeah, all these things. Stuff. And it's like, because I suffered through something, you're going to have to as well. And, and all of us younger veterinarians are like, no, just because you did doesn't mean that we have to. We want to change that so that it doesn't happen in the same capacity. So that was the other one. And of course, as soon as you put content out like that, it becomes polarizing. You have the millennials who are like, yeah, this is what we want. And then you have the older generations who are like, boo. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no, that's not exactly what I wanted. I did not want a generational war of what of any of this. So we continue to transition into where this conversation is going. So the first one was like, let's spark discussion. Let's spark interest. And now we're going to move into discussions about like, okay, why do you feel that way? Like, let's have a therapy session here and talk between these different generations where you have the people where they have been in the profession for 40 plus years. They are a wealth of knowledge and experience because they've seen 40 years of transition happen. And here we are coming in shiny new boots with like all of our happy, (laughs) all our happy songs um, being like, we're going to change everything. And they're like, all right, hold up, hold on. So uh, we need to have these discussions between these two generations so that we can have positive impact moving forward of where we want this profession to go. Because it can't just be the millennials. Because I'm the tail end of millennials. You know who's coming behind me? Gen Z. So, uh, Like I'm looking at my daughter and I'm like, I have not even got a clue what generational tag that they're getting. But, you know, there's a sense of this has always been it. This is the latest version of it. But I love it because eventually we all end up growing up one way or the other. And it's great to know. I mean, it's almost, it's not coming of age because like I'm probably four years ahead of where millennial generation would have been considered. So I certainly look like an ex and probably behave and think much more like a millennial. <laughs> Whatever that means, because they're just labels in any case right Mm -hmm. but it is there is something about that you know not handing over of the guard but as you grow up and you're coming into your 30s and responsibilities change and it's like okay what does that mean what do those responsibilities look like for this generation I think that's we've got a time of where we require um, change like we've never had challenges like we've got to deal with just now Mm -hmm. and they're not going to be dealt with the same old thinking Mm -hmm. for sure I think that's Part of the reason why this is so, like, a, such a hot topic right now is because never before have we ever had a transition in the veterinary profession that was fueled by a pandemic 
which just is a pressure cooker for everything that's going on. And then also you have a generation of veterinarians who are even more connected with each other than we've ever been. We didn't have social media 10 years ago the way that we have it now. So I'm going to ask you, are you more connected or less connected? I think more. You're more connected, but are you further apart? I think it has revealed a lot of those differences and a lot of those separations. So they were always there, but now we were able to voice them without thinking that there's like without that kind of repercussion. I mean, you're able to post something without physically being in that conversation with that person. So in that sense, I think it's honestly just revealed things that were already there. The generational divides that were already there were just blasting them out on the social sphere, but without the capacity to sit down and have a meaningful discussion about what was said. Because you like, you can't read someone's body language from a text. <laughs> so no, I, the, well, it's, there's for good and for, for bad. Now, right? Yeah, it's for good and for bad. So I'm definitely more connected with the veterinarians and the veterinary students across the world than we ever have been before. But in the same token, when you do post something, like those kind of somewhat polarizing posts I put out there, I don't have the capacity to like have a roundtable discussion right then. I only get feedback and I did get some rocks thrown at me. That was fine. I can deal with that. But they led to discussions and they led to meaningful interactions. So I was like, that's what I wanted. I wanted to spark those kind of discussions so that we can talk about mentorship, so that we can talk about how these generations can work together to come up with what the next step is going to be, what the next iteration of the veterinary profession is going to be. All right. So tell us what are your plans for this season or this million next episodes of That Vet Life podcast? Where are you going to shine your light? What are you going to poke? Who are you going to poke? (laughs) We're going to poke a lot of people with this content. So right now we're going to be focusing a bunch more on what mentorship looks like, uh, especially for basically where I'm at in my career right now. So the first iteration of that of that VetLife podcast was as a student and as a transition in from a student into a veterinarian. And now I'm here as an early stage veterinarian. So we're looking at every we're looking at mentorship through that lens and we're really going to dive down into what does it look like to be a mentor? How do you develop your skills as a mentor? And then also like what does it look like to have a mentorship mentor mentee relationship because like for myself I'm at that stage where I'm starting to actually be a mentor for students and for new grads, which kind of blows my mind. I'm like, I was just there, but at the same token- It's such a good place to start getting to. Yeah, it's like, it's the perfect stage to be at because that's where you want to start mentoring. And I always use the basically plus, minus, and equal version of mentorship. Essentially, it's that at any stage in your career, you should have someone who's plus, more experienced, more knowledgeable than you to be a mentor. Um, at minus, you should always be mentoring someone less experienced, less knowledgeable than you. And equal, you should be both mentoring and be mentored by your peers at any given point in your career. Doesn't matter if you're a veterinarian or not. But if you're fulfilling those three areas, you have a much better chance of like having a positive impact and really developing forward in your career and in your life and having more satisfaction. So that's kind of where we're going at. I love that. I call it Jedi mentorship. I just got off a group coaching call with a group of fairly senior leaders and I was sort of discussing that a bit more and it sort of struck me about that you know you've got your sort of plus or your Yoda for me is somebody that you're just willing to almost subsume your you know just submit to and you're like this person's knowledge get that in my brain or call me out or whatever 
the peers are good for support, but also friendly competition to encourage you on and to keep you pretty honest. Like when I see people putting out content, I'm like, oh, that's really good. What can we learn from that? And, and you spur each other on to greater heights. I think the most important thing for me about having somebody, a Padawan, to look after is that when I reflect on the value of that, it's not one-way traffic, but it's not a two-way street terribly either. There's a little bit of that because there's new ideas and things. But for me, it's synthesis. Like I'm taking ideas and I'm moving from Yoda gives me passive learning if they're telling me or they help me a bit with coaching synthesize as well. But the Padawan relationship really takes it from theoretical to playing with stuff, which it also happens when you're doing. It's such an important point. Well, I love it. Go. So that's where we're going. Dude, I'm excited to hear all of this. I'm excited. It's going to be cracking. So shows are going to be hitting out weekly. So we've had a little hiatus where we've worked through all of the nuts and bolts of the deal. And we've got the new Verex website that has just launched and is, is out there. And so there's been so much kind of frantic work. So it's really good to get to the point where we're able to start. The, the mechanics are in place for us to go ahead and you know, get behind your show and, and really can't wait. We're going to be transitioning the Ventry Career Success Facebook group, which is about uh, 3,000 members. We're going to rename that as the That Vet Life Podcast Facebook group. And the newsletter is going to change from veterinary career success to that vet life newsletter as well. So so there you go. You've made your mark. Hashtag rebrand. Hashtag rebrand. <laughs> exactly. I am super excited to be working more closely with you, Mo. Been a fan of you, your work and it's been fun watching your career develop so far. So I'm honoured to be able to walk a few more paces alongside you and have you part of the team. This is going to be a fun journey for sure. I've really valued your mentorship and just your advice over these past couple of years. And so I'm so terribly excited about where we're going with this podcast um, and with VEDEX. So I guess with that, any final words for us today? No, I just as long as you have me back from time to time, I'll be a happy boy. <laughs> I think we can make that happen. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have my people talk to your people. Have my people. <laughs> I know. Wait, there are people now. So, uh, they're the same people. <laughs> they're the same people. No, it's going to be great. So we're going to be dropping shows every Tuesday for as many weeks of the year that we can have you without you going completely insane. So look out on that. It's going to be on and it will basically be on a, everywhere you can get your podcasts. So absolutely fantastic. Look forward to working with you. Dr. Mariah McCauley. Woohoo! Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, till next time, guys. See ya.